All right, good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's so good to welcome you. If you're a visitor this morning, especially welcome. Um, I want to ask, just really quickly, because we might do the seats a bit differently this evening, a bit gather them around the baptistry. Who's intending or planning or hoping to possibly be here tonight? You just show hands. Yeah, I reckon that's perfect. I reckon we can do something with that. That's brilliant. We're going to try and do something a little bit different tonight. Excited about that. Right. Marvellous to see you. Can we bring up the, um, the PowerPoint, please? When I consider the heavens, have you ever looked up into the night sky and gone, whoa? Anyone done that? Show of hands? Whoa. I mean, honestly, isn't it incredible? Emily, you and I did that the other night, didn't we? We went outside, we parked the car, and we went to go in the front door. But before we did, we just looked up and went, whoa. Isn't it incredible? It sends a shudder down your spine. It's so extraordinary. It's so huge. But you know, it's nothing new. Humanity, our brothers and sisters throughout history have done that over and over again. Um, And that's what this psalm that Ali just read is all about. You can imagine, once you imagine two and a half thousand years ago, something like that, just an ordinary bloke stood looking up and going, whoa, with no street lamps, no city lights, pitch blackness, and just going, whoa. And then you understand why he goes, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Wow. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. You can just feel it. It's a psalm of praise from someone who's just gone, whoa, God is amazing. But what does it mean to consider? So I want us to consider this morning, here's three words to help us understand what the psalmist might mean when he said the word consider. When I look, firstly, when I actually bother to look, not just just quick glance, look. And then when I examine, when I try and look at in detail what I'm actually seeing up there and and that one and and that and I saw that the other night and wow and then when I begin to understand what this tells me that actually God made all of this and he is amazing when I consider the heavens you know, the psalmist wasn't on his own in considering the heavens and going, wow, to God. We read this in Job. I love this. Job says in chapter 9, He alone stretches out the heavens, treads on the waves of the sea. He's the maker of the great bear, which is a, a bunch of stars we can see in the sky, and Orion, another bunch of stars, and the Pleiades, and the constellations of the south. He does great things beyond searching out and wonders without number. And the amazing thing is you really can see the same great bear that Job's talking about in the Bible. Anybody ever seen the great bear in the sky? Yeah? Right, it's time to do some science. We're going to examine and we're going to look. So I'm going to get all sciencey now. Anybody like science at school? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, we've got three people. You're with me. Come on, it's going to be all right. Everybody else is into music and art. That's all right. Or maybe football. All right, here we go. Does this look sciencey enough? Hang on. I think that's better. Is that sciencey enough? Do I look credible? 
Happy with that? All right, let's do some science. Here we go. Dean likes it. He's like, yeah, Matt, that's what you should wear every Sunday. All right, so, oh, can we bring the, uh, bring the PowerPoint back up? Where's that gone? Bring that one back up for me. Perfect. So, this is the Great Bear. And kids, if you've never spotted it in the sky, after today, hopefully even tonight, if there's a clear sky, you're going to be able to spot this one. So, look up in the sky at night and see if you can see, can you see, a great big saucepan. You see, that's the saucepan and there's its handle. And this might help you to see it. You see that? So you're looking up in the sky for a huge big saucepan. And that's called the Great Bear. And me and Emily saw that the other night. And then we realised, if you find the Great Bear, you can find something even more exciting. You can actually find... Go on. Look towards the Quantox. It's a good local tip. Thank you, David. Look towards the Quantox if you know where the Quantox are, but just look that way. Um, <laughs> some hills. Look to the hills. <laughs> um, if you can find the big saucepan, so have a look for it, which is called Ursa Major, if you want the proper name, but the big bear, basically, same one Joe talks about, you can do something really cool. Because this end bit here, you can draw a line. It's like an arrow. If you imagine an arrow coming from it, and if you follow that arrow can actually find the North Star. It's the next shiny star on that arrow. So wherever you are in the world, unless you're in the Southern Hemisphere, that's different, but in the north of the planet, if you look up and find the saucepan, you can follow it, and do it tonight if you can, and you can find the North Star. And where that North Star is, that's north. So you know there's north, and then east, and then south, and then west. Absolutely amazing. As we look, and as we... Uh, examine as we begin to understand. But do you know what? As we look up in the night sky, we can only really see about between two and a half and five thousand stars with our naked eye. But even when we look up, we just see God's majesty. We see how amazing our creator, God. But actually, really is, but actually he's far, far, far more amazing, even than we can begin to comprehend, because actually, a bit like in this photo, which has been done with um, a time lapse, so it, it sucks in all the light that you can't see with your eyes, there are far more stars up there than we can ever imagine, billions that we can't see with our eyes, but there is something really cool you can see. Here's another little sciencey tip for you. Have a little look up in the sky. And when you've seen the Great Bear, so you've seen your saucepan, go to the right a little bit, so follow it along, and you'll see, so you've gone to your North Star, go to the right a little bit, and you'll find this. Can you see it's a W? And sometimes it's an M, depends which way up it is. So it's either a McDonald's logo, or it's a, a W. If you find that W, you see this little bit here, so it looks like this. This bit here is like an arrow, and that arrow points down. If you follow the point down, you can see as it's, here's the W, you can trace down, and you can see a little blurry bit of light about here. That's hard to see, very, very, very hard to see. But what you're actually looking at there, if you manage to see it with your eyes, you're looking not at a star, but you're looking at a galaxy, the Andromeda galaxy. And that has, well, it's two and a half million light years away. It's the most distant thing you can possibly see just with your eyeballs. And it has one trillion stars in it. One trillion stars. It's 
Now, if you find that W and you close down like that, you can see one trillion stars in the Andromeda galaxy. And technology has improved so much that we can see what that looks like now, far more than the psalmist could. Look at that. That's what you're seeing. One trillion stars in that galaxy. Our God is far more amazing than he can ever, ever comprehend. The psalmist knew it. And now we see the more we discover, the more amazing, how big, how wonderful, how awesome God's creation is. And of course, God is bigger. He understands it all. He made it all. He holds it all together. Here's one last little thing for you. If, do you want to see this? This is a photo. I love this photo. I'll explain what it is. This is a photo from a brand new deep space telescope that we've only just sent up into space. And the first pictures came back. This is the Webb. Is it the James Webb? Anyone know? I think it's, anyway, it's the Webb's, uh, Webb, Webb telescope. This is the first deep field photo it took. Now, let me help you understand what you're seeing here. This telescope so powerful, and this is an HD image, it can look deep, deep, deep into space, and all of these are not stars. These are all galaxies upon galaxies upon galaxies that it can see that we have never seen like this ever before. And the amazing thing is going to blow your mind. You see this square up here? That bit there is the equivalent of, if you've got a grain of sand, and you held it in your fingers, and you held it at arm's length, and you looked up to the night sky, that tiny little grain of sand covering the sky, that's that. That's how much is in that tiny grain of sand that you can't see. It is bigger than you could ever, every single one of these, with billions of stars in them as well. It is unbelievable what God has made. He is incomprehensibly wonderful. When I consider your heavens, your glory, your majesty... But I want to tell you one more thing as we're about to do our harvest table. Is you can see the glory and majesty of God when you look at the stars. But you can also see his glory and his majesty when you consider the tiniest little flower. As I was coming in today, I nicked some of these from Nick Birch's lovely flower beds that he does. Sorry, Nick. You're right. They're nice ones. I think they'll grow back. Um, three lovely little flowers and actually each one of them different look over here I don't know if we can get it to work can we switch to this little microscope we're going to have a little look at these under a microscope look at this proper science lesson you didn't know this did you look at this let's have a look shall we this beautiful red one is that working oh whoa well it's red there you go here's oh yeah can I get that can I get the middle of that one Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. This tiny little star. If I go up and down, it might do something. There you go. Look at that. We nearly had it then, didn't we? Look at the detail and the beauty. And that's just one little flower that God made. He knows exactly all about it. The smell, the petals. Here's another one. Beautiful. Look at the amazing pattern on that. Isn't it incredible? The purple and the white. Absolutely gorgeous. And here's the last little one. This one's really dinky. Smaller than your little finger, this one. Tiny, tiny little... Oh, there he is. Where is he? Oh, come back. Where is he? There he is. Isn't he beautiful? Hello. (laughs) Hello, he says. Look at that gorgeous little flower. And the truth is, 
God knows every single one of them. He knows how he made them. He knows that we're able to breathe them and enjoy them and, and smell them. And they are just incredible. We can switch back to the PowerPoint. It's not just the flowers he made as we look and examine and understand. But it's all the flowers that just blow our mind. He made it all. And it's all the animals. Just to have a look at some of these gorgeous animals. Oh, these are birds at this point. Look at these gorgeous birds. The flamingos and the who knows whatever else is up there. I know that one, penguin. I'm good at that one. I'll leave it at that. I think that's a uh, woodpecker up there. And the animals, here they come. Look at them. Just look again. All of these declaring God's glory and his beauty. There's a little Airedale in the corner. Very sweet. And of course today, we think of all the beautiful things that he's given us to eat. All the food and all the provision. All the incredible nutrients and colours and flavours and spices. All of it, all of it speaks of God's majesty and God's glory. And today, as his people, we take the time to say thank you and to give back. And so what we're going to do, we're going to sing a quick song about giving thanks And then after this song, I'm going to invite you, if you've got things in a bag, to come on up. um, And we're going to fill this harvest table with our thanksgiving. Now, the offerings here, the physical food offerings, are going to go to Food Bank and to Open Door this year. Um, But we're going to start off by giving our thanks to the amazing God who has made this amazing world that we live in. So, Jazz is going to come up and help me. It's always Jazz when you help me. Jasmine at all other times, but Jazz when we're on the stage. Um, We're going to need our thumbs for this. So if you can stand if you're able, please. You're going to need your thumbs. It's I give thanks. So you get your two thumbs, get them wiggling, and we point to ourselves. We go, I give. It's like that, I give. And then we go, thanks. We go like that, thanks. We point up to you, my heavenly Father. You have given me, thumbs again, such good things. I give you all my thanks. Isn't it great, though? You know, we have a God, our God, whose eyes are always on us. Do you know that? God's eyes are always on you. He never looks away from you. He never turns away from you, not even for a moment. All our ways are known to you, the psalmist says. And it's true, nothing we do escapes us or goes without notice. Abigail, where are you? Are you right? Thank you so much. Abigail's just going to come and read a little verse from Scripture for us now. Thank you so much. Round of applause for Abigail because I dropped it on this at the last minute. Thank you, my dear. There you go. All right. This is Psalm 8, verses 3 and 4. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. Thanks so much, Abigail. What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. But this is our God who knows us. Really knows us. He doesn't just regard us from a distance. You know, God can look out like I'm looking at you now. And the danger when you're up front, I can look out and I can just see a great sea of faces. A great sea of faces. (laughs) A sea of great faces, maybe, as I look intently at some of you. 
But God doesn't just look at us from a distance. He looks at each of us intently, which will freak some of you out as I do that now. But he's not just some casual observer. God's not looking at us like um, we might look at a classmate or a workmate, someone who's around us, who we kind of know, who's an acquaintance. But he's a God who looks at us and examines us and he knows us in detail. He's like a good, present, caring dad. He doesn't just know us because we live in the same house as him. He knows us because he knows us because he knows us inside and out. And there's nothing about us that escapes God's intention. Even the hairs on my head are numbered. (laughs) Gets easier the older that I get. But even the hairs on my head are numbered, the scripture says. He knows every freckle, every funny little spot, every wrinkle and every scar that we've picked up over our lifetime. Every hurt and challenge that we've ever been through. Every joy-filled experience and every time we ever got excited or disappointed or upset or overjoyed, what makes us happy and sad? God himself knows it all. But you know, God's knowing us doesn't just extend to knowing everything about us, the stuff that we made us, the marks on our body. He's the God who truly understands us. He knows not just what happens to us, but how it makes us feel. He's the God who truly gets you. You know, that God gets you. He knows what makes you tick. He knows every feeling, every thought, and every emotion. He knows all of our fears and all of our insecurities, all our hopes, all our dreams, all our longings, all our desires. And he knows us in our celebration and in our sorrows. Before a word's even on my lips, the scripture tells me, he knows what's in my heart. Before I even pray to him, he knows what it is I'm going to say. He knows us like no one else can ever know us. You know me better than I know myself, Lord. Isn't it true, actually? It's a bit, it's a bit scary sometimes to be that known. Someone else knew exactly who you were and what you were like and what was going on deep down inside of us. Most of us think that if other people really knew what we were like on the inside, they probably wouldn't like us anymore. Or is that just me? Uh, Let's face it, most of us know ourselves well enough to know that actually there are some really, really good bits to us and an awful lot of stuff that we'd really rather other people didn't get to perceive at all. There's a lot of stuff that goes on inside of us that even we don't really like about ourselves. But God doesn't look, examine and understand us in a critical way. When he sees us, he looks on us with eyes of love. Always. When he looks at us, he knows us inside and out. It's not the failures that that he chooses to notice, but the potential. It's not the lack 
of what we could be that he focuses on, but it's everything that he can call out of us, that he can call forth from in us. It's not what we struggle with, but what we can overcome that God's interested in. And he cares for us deeply. That's what he cares about. When God looks at you, however small, however big, however young, however old you are, God looks at you with love. Always. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, says the Lord. Made with purpose. Made on purpose. Made for purpose. Utterly known and utterly loved. Amen.